So we're in full agreement on yeah. Friday. And I, I know we are in this one too. Part two. Yep. That's the other number one spot. Ginny forever. Ginny, the final girl in part two, is my favorite final girl of any horror movie. Just, I love her character so much. She's just awesome. She's smart. Um, she uses... Her character is very well developed, for one thing. And she uses some psychology on Jason. She's just... She's awesome. This and, is this is the this is the one where she finds like the shrine that he's made to his mother, and she yeah. like puts on the sweater, right? Now, That's, it, and, and, and like tries to like game him and convince him that like he's done a good job, right? If everything works out, the listeners will have listened to that scene prior to this discussion, because that scene is my favorite scene, probably from any horror movie of all time. Yeah. I love so that good. scene. And so uh, I, ta- I talked recently in an episode that I am um, a proud owner of a new little tiny fishing boat. And nice. I had been batting around names. And the name that has been settled on is Little Ginny. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think Amy Steele is just, she's great. The girl who plays her. I could go on about uh, part two all day, too. Not just Ginny. I like the whole cast. I like this cast it's of characters. Great. And I like the portrayal of Jason in this movie. It's a complete ripoff of The Town That Dreaded Sundown <laughs> as far as his appearance. But I love the way uh, – this is well before we have zombie Jason and teleporting Jason and uh, heavy breather Jason and definitely pre-hockey mask. And it's, it's a different thing than what it became but I think this movie towers above the others. And I do think that between one and two, two is a better movie, but my love for one is equal to my love for two. Two's definitely more polished. It feels like, oh, let's let's get some more money to put into this. Um, the, another thing I loved about part two is one of the things that scared me the most about it is that classic wheelchair kill because when they killed off somebody in a wheelchair that felt so threatening to me like if if even someone in a wheelchair is going to get killed this killer is brutal so that terrified me and i i loved part two that vhs that i recorded so i could watch during the day i watched it many days (laughs) so good and pulling a hitchcock at the beginning and killing off alice yeah. You think oh, yeah. this movie's going to be about Alice again bringing her back. Alice the survivor from the first and movie. And then like yeah. within 10 minutes she's gone. Yeah. That I remember the first time seeing that I was like, "Oh. Interesting." Yeah, that. You know, and set then, a weird beat where you're like, "Not I was not expecting yeah. that." And and this movie scared me. 1 and 2 both. Yep. Uh Well, I think that gives the movie that much more I was credit young. about the way that Ginny's character is developed too because they immediately kill off a character that you already know that's already developed that you already like and then they create another character like that they develop in a way where you go like ah I'm still bought in right like it doesn't sour you to the rest of the movie yeah Ginny's the best I mean maybe we need to do a final girl ranking one of these days (laughs) (laughs) alright yeah I, I, I could go on about two all day 
Should we move on to three? Yep. All right. Part 3D. Do you want to start this one? I've been. Sure. Um, so I ranked part three as number three because uh, part one and two are splitting number one. So I thought it was appropriate that part three would be three. Yeah. My third spot is called three. Yep. It's Same. not like one, one, two. It's so I love three um, for a lot of reasons. I love, love, love the characters in three. Um, Shelly is probably one of my favorite <laughs> characters ever, maybe because I identify with him so much for better or for worse. It's where the iconic hockey mask comes from. From Shelly. From Shelly. Um, I think this has my favorite kill in it, too. Is it the eyeball? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just going to ask because I can't remember specifically. Which one has a sleeping bag? Oh, that's oh, no. seven. Oh, seven. that's way – I'm way off. Slow down, Parker. Sorry. We'll, we'll um, to seven. That just <laughs> that, – that sleeping bag kill, like, cracks me up. Any, sorry, sorry, that's sorry. Okay, we'll talk. I don't know why I thought it was in three. Three, <laughs> I, I love – I love the characters. I love some of the deaths, um, especially the eyeball. Um, but I didn't fully appreciate it until I finally got the opportunity to see it in 3D. And once I once they released that on Blu-ray with with 3D glasses that looked like hockey masks and stuff, um, the eyeball popping moment where Jason squeezes a guy's head until his eye shoots out, it's great. The spear flying it. Um, Oh my gosh, I forgot her name. They do the, the 3D effects be better day. than because the movies that would have come out at the same time that were like really trying to be 3D. Like, didn't they do a Jaws 3D that uh -huh. came out around the same With time? That, that was awesome shark coming <laughs> through the aquarium glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth 3D effects were pretty good. I haven't seen it in 3D. Yeah. Well, come over and watch it because now I have it in like the the nice 3D. It's not the blue and red. It's the oh, actual nice. Blu-ray 3D. Cool. It looks great. Ren has like an eye phobia. I'm going to bring out my wife a lot just because it's so fun. Guys, it is the funnest thing seeing her react to those things. And an eyeball popping out of a dude's head, that would be her worst nightmare. There's lots of eyeball stuff going on in this movie. Oh, yeah, because there's a the part where the, <laughs> the, the old... prophet of doom <laughs> yeah, lift, yeah. lifts it up and puts it in the screen. Yeah, and... in the first two movies, there's a character called Crazy Ralph who is just lovable and crazy old prophet of doom. And they kill him off in the second one, so they kind of replace him with another crazy old guy. And he just holds this eyeball up right in your face to the camera. Gives you a nice 3D. And it's funny because you've mentioned, like, before seeing this in 3D, you're like, what the crap is the point of, like, this yo-yo scene and all these scenes where they, yep. they just had to find things to do with the 3D. But... And then you see it in 3D and you're like, oh, okay, we're essentially watching a show at Disneyland or Universal <laughs> Studios. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you brought up something that I wanted to talk about with three. Because three I had a hard time ranking between this and the next one. And three also lands in the number three spot for me. Nice. And the reason it wins out is because I believe, well, I don't know if it's the last. But, but in this first run of movies, one, two, and three have lovable cat, uh, characters. Yep. And they, they, you start to lose that. And I'd say the more trope, you know, now is like hateable characters that, where they're like, we're going to establish like jerks like Phil Dunphy or, you know, like people, people that you don't feel sad. You can't wait to see him die. Yeah. And I think that's when, when Jason and Freddie and 
Michael and down the road Chucky, when they all got to be the reason people want to see these movies, they became the heroes essentially. They had to get unlikable main characters so that you want to see these people die. Yeah. And I think it's better when there's only maybe one or two. Same. Like in three, the gang, the motorcycle gang, it's yes. satisfying when they get killed That's right. because they've been jerks to the main characters. Yeah, but they're not part of that main group of yeah. – they're not who you're following. They're kind of the second antagonist. Yep. You've got – yeah. <clears throat> right. I, I do like that. I like where you have the second antagonist and now like you've kind of got a three-way battle here because Jason's going to knock them all off. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but yeah, and – you know, three gets. I don't know. I, I I see a lot of hate for three, and I don't get it. I think three is, man, three is a huge step down from one and two, but watch the rest of them before <laughs> you start bashing three. Yep. Because, yeah, three three is one that uh, I think if you watched them all sequentially, you'd appreciate three a lot, <laughs> and so that's why three went out for me. Anything more to say on three? No, it's great. Love it. Same. Okay, part four. Part four for me lands in the number four spot. It was the one that I had the internal battle. I've kind of gone back and forth. Like, it's like, well, which of these movies do I actually like better? What ultimately went out for three, I said. What four has, though, going for it is the return of Tom Savini, the special effects guy. Yeah. And I think four's got a great storyline. I love the that when you get past a lot of the the kind of earlier kills and a lot of the when you get more to like the final chase. Um, is this is this the one with Corey Feldman? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they also kind of stray a little bit rather than a <clears throat> typical final girl. You kind of have a final girl and her brother, and it's really more focused on her brother. I, Tommy. He, is he like? Is he like twelve or thirteen? I think he's supposed to be 12. Around there? Okay, okay. Yeah. Admittedly, I only remember two moments from part four, and it's when he's shaving his head. (laughs) And honestly, that was the most horrifying part of that movie to me. Uh, I used to shave my head bald, right? Just watching him hack away at his head like that, I was like, oh, no! There was a killer coming up the stairs. I know, I know. But even then... He That's looks creepy. Just, he looks creepy. He it's looks very little creepy. Jason looks like little wispy hairs that he missed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, th- so what really just what changes with this movie for me is that I don't really like this cast of characters. You know, right from the get go, I think they're. It's not so much that like they're jerks or they're kind of annoying. Would you say uh, that at Crispin this point, Glover and his counterpart they they yeah. they I love just Crispin Glover in this movie. <laughs> Uh, it, they're just not as endearing, and so that's where it leaves. Uh, however, Tommy and his sister are, yeah. and their mom like it's, but it's different. And Sandra's See, I, brother that pops up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, you have a girl who was killed in part two. Um, this movie in the timeline takes place two days later, and her brother's off looking for her because she's been missing, even though she went to go work at this camp. It, that, that, well, let's not get into timeline too much, I guess. But oh, no. Friday timeline is a, an absolute crazy, mess. Crazy. But it still isn't. It. I like the classic formula, the first three. I like uh, helpless young people at the lake, kind of away from the adults. 
and this movie changes it. So the, the, I love this movie, but that's why three gets the edge. Would you say that this is? I feel like, with my just like more limited scope, but it feels like the thing that disconnects my enjoyment of like the movies from this point on, like, is that the thing I like that I liked and resonated with like the first, second, and and less so obviously in the third. But it seems like they specifically start to write characters that are just meant to kind of be throwaway when in the first two like every character regardless of how long they're or how they're gonna die gets some type of development like and i i'll uh, uh, one that comes immediately to mind is memorable more so now because it's fresh for me is like in my bloody valentine when the guy's like boiling the hot dogs right like they're spending like seven or eight minutes of this movie acquainting you with this character and you just kind of know he's gonna die and there's there's really no intent to it but they give him like personality they show him interacting right where he could have just been a party goer who gets like killed right he gets his head shoved in the water and boiled and stuff like that and so like that's an element of that movie where i feel like every single one of those kids or even people in the town had something like that even if it's just like one or two interactions and it feels like at this point like it starts to be less intentional of that and more of like uh, i i don't know you, you get what i'm saying like yeah. it it kind of touches where they're they're mm-hmm. you start to dislike the characters so you yeah, don't hate when they die this definitely has some more throwaways i'd say where there's more characters um, that just exist where you can just kind of peg them and go that guy's going to die they're, def- they're starting to go that way anyway i don't yeah, I think I could tell you the names of most of the characters from, like, one. Right. I can name characters from three and two, maybe not all, but I don't know that I can name very many characters. Like, now it's just becoming there's Final Girl and there's Yeah, when the exceptions, yeah, I think, and, and the, the ones later from, like, Tommy, know. like, later, right? Yeah. Like, that's an exception there. But, like, to that point, that's where I start to feel, like, some disconnection in, like, that's where they all turn into... One, two, and and uh, one and two especially seem signature, and I can differentiate them. The ones beyond that for me all kind of blur into like a, with the exception of Tommy, kind of a convoluted mess of like lightning strikes and and <laughs> you know and it's just a lot. Yeah, I this one's very close to three. I to me, there's a steep drop off after this movie. Yep. Okay. Okay. This one's more on par for three. Yeah, I'm, that's how I feel. But it it is why I give three the edge because you're starting to get these departures. Any more thoughts on four? Uh, so I picked four as my number four as well. Oh, we didn't get to. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I I really like it. I think it's still it's still Friday the Thirteenth to me. Um, I think my biggest issue with it is that. It felt like maybe people complained that there wasn't enough sex in three, and so four feels a little extra horny <laughs> compared to the first three movies. Um, so I didn't love that. I, that's I don't care about that stuff. That's not why I go to see a scary movie. I go to be scared, not to be aroused. I guess. Um, but I also did love Tommy. I loved like the wheelchair thing in part two. This is the first time an actual child is in danger in the Friday the 13th movies, and one of the only times. Um, and so as watching this, I would have seen this when I was Tommy's age. And so it was extra scary for me. I love part four. I think it's great. But same, I think the characters aren't as good. They're not as well developed. I, I could have lived with 
a movie purely focused on the Jarvis family. Um, but granted, there's not enough bodies for that. But I do. I love the stuff at the morgue at the beginning. Um, yeah. The guy from Police Academy watching the aerobics video and stuff like that. That's fun. I like that too. Um, but I know they need bodies to kill. And so there had to be teenagers. But I did love Crispin Glover. Um, I think he's the only one. I, I don't think I cared for any of the other kids, teenagers, whatever you'd call them in this movie. Because they're just not well developed and yeah, there's didn't not have much great to personalities, and they weren't given a lot to do they, uh, to act, but they didn't do a lot with what they were given. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on four. All right. Well, if you thought four was extra horny, extra Oy. horny, surprise. Let's talk about part five. Softcore porn. So part five. Uh, its most controversial aspect is this is not a Jason movie. There's a Jason mask killing people. You find out at the end of the movie it was the paramedic all along. <laughs> Roy. <laughs> and uh, so okay, that's a... Roy is... Okay. Isn't Roy... <laughs> okay, light bulb. I'm thinking five. Roy is the paramedic and he's the dad of the guy who gets... Yeah, there's a kid murdered by another... There's a, 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 a house for troubled kids... Which is where uh, his son is Tommy goes. Yeah. Tommy goes because yeah. he's like, st- he's like super Tommy. messed up from what happens in Corey four. Feldman was doing Goonies, so he couldn't do this. So they they fast forwarded. <laughs> right. But they yeah. did get him. They were able to film that opening bit where he's yeah, having yeah, yeah. a flashback. They, yeah. That That's, was cool. That is cool. Okay. Um, so now, yeah, I remember now. Uh, it's, I, I, uh, my, it's, an imp- it's a Jason impersonator, right? So over the years, so the first time I saw them, I watched, I'd seen like the first, uh, I'd seen the first three many times. And then I finally was like, I need to see the rest of these. So I, I then watched them like all in order over the course of like a summer. Um, and so initially five was the very bottom. If, if like after that first run of them, I was done. I was like, five is garbage. It was a terrible movie. I hated it. Now, over the years, I've seen them all several times. I, I These movies are like the most rewatchable movies. And five doesn't quite sink to the bottom anymore because there are others that I find harder to watch. So five's annoying. But it's not I, your, it's the, not your the, fifth. Well, what is your fifth? The, right the part that where well, it's... We'll cover that later. The part where it's... Um, oh, I see it. I, not Jason, really. It's like I've kind of gotten past that. It's like, okay, so this movie's what it is. But, yeah, for me, it, it surprisingly, like, very surprisingly lands at number eight for hmm. me. Because when it comes down to it, the more you see these movies. Like, in, in the end, I'm like, five still has some stuff I like. I like the kid Reggie. <laughs> I like his brother Demon. And I think Demon's death scene is hilarious enchiladas yeah it's fun he dies in an outhouse poor fella uh and like there's a lot of stuff like that i actually i think the final chase is pretty good um the movie gets better as it goes it starts out really rough like it's just you're like oh this is so bad but it it in the end uh it has some stuff that makes me laugh it actually has some characters i still like and that's, so it lands at number eight for me. Much higher than it used to be. 
out nice. of 12, it used to occupy the 12 spot, but it's gone up. So I'm different than you in that I ended up eventually recording all these movies off cable when I was like between the ages of like 11 and 13 or 14. And so I saw them all multiple times when I was like the target age for them. Mm-hmm. And I loved five because it wasn't Jason. I thought that was so great and such a twist um, that all of a sudden it is a, a whodunit again. And you, it, they, they have all the misdirects to make you think, did Tommy really go crazy at the end of four? Is he the one killing everyone? And they were pretty good about making sure when a murder was going on, Tommy was unaccounted for. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job with yeah, that. Yeah, right up till the end. I believed, I was, I bought into it. I was like, please don't be Tommy. You know, yep. <laughs> they had me. Rewatching it, they did not do such a great job of establishing Roy as a character. They just have no. all these hor- horrible shots where you see him reacting to deaths and things, and you go, is this like a random soap opera character that stepped in here? Uh, so that was not maybe the best way handled. That was good English. Um, I know what you mean. But They have to explain it at the end of the movie. Yeah. Because you're like, who's that when it shows its face? You don't even, you're like, I was like, huh? And there's a scene of the sheriff. So here's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) It's purely for the audience. Uh, Same criticism of four. It really is softcore pornography. This movie has so many scenes that make me go, oh, I don't want to see that. So I I don't like that aspect. Um, But overall, this is one that, over the years, whenever we do our rankings, which we do probably about once a year, this one moves back and forth b- between a lower spot and higher. And right now it's sitting pretty high. I've got it at number seven out of 12. Wow. Yeah. And I just, I literally just rewatched this last week. Okay. And it's not as bad yeah. as I always think there's, it is. There's a lot of things you can get over. Yeah. Um, I got to say, if I had seen this as like a 14 year old, it might have been, <laughs> it might have been the one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Showtime. Showtime. <laughs> There's a, yeah. Uh, that's, that's enough about five. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bury it. All right. Six. You want to start with six? Sure. Six is one of my favorites. Um, it's I've got it ranked as number five, so it, right beneath those first four movies is is for me. I loved six. They found a way to bring Jason back. That's a little corny. Is this the one where they dig up his grave and they drive this that? This is your life, Frankenstein. They drive that yeah. thing through him, and then conveniently lightning strikes and like. Yep. Zaps he was him going awake. for like a Frankenstein, like gothic okay. horror. Yeah, like universal, classic universal monster movies. Yeah. And it worked for me. Um, I liked the humor in this one, but I feel they went a little too far in the direction of humor. And there's moments like the the paintball people when they get killed, the, the one guy gets slammed into the tree and it leaves a smiley face behind. That's a little much for me. Uh, some of the other humor in it, it, it just goes a little bit too much. Uh, the like that level of coincidental humor is like really on the nose in that one. I, I do remember that the smiley face thing where you kind of go like, 
okay. And then the one part. <laughs> it's kind of like them saying, like, look how funny this is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's wink, wink, nudge, nudge a little bit too much for me. It's like elbow, hard elbow. Nudge. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, I, I loved it as a teenager that this is the first time we get unstoppable monster Jason. And I'm still okay with it at this point. It hasn't gone too far, but I do feel that, that it ends up hurting the series as a whole, that they go that direction. So I, I really like six. I loved the character of Tommy in six. Um, I like the girl. I can never remember her name. The actress's name is Jennifer cook. I don't know how I remember that, but I can never remember the character's name. Her name Megan. Megan. Thank you. And her dad, the sheriff that overacts the heck out of this movie. Um, and his deputy, uh, see also, my goodness, they, the adults in this one really are not great actors, are they? But there's a lot of great stuff in six. Um, there's some really fun kills in it. Uh, I, I, there's the one where he rips the girl's head off. There's the, the RV kills. There's some good stuff in six. And so it's enough to keep it pretty high for me. So it's, it's my number five. Uh, I love oh, and Alice Cooper. Oh, uh, yeah. I love Six. You get Alice Cooper doing the theme song. Um, after Five being, you know, we, we kind of like appreciate aspects of it now, but but overall, I mean, you, you see Five and it's pretty wretched. Like, Six is a nice, okay, let's bring it back. I'm with you on that I think it goes a little too far. It's kind of suffers from the Scream thing. I think Scream is a brilliant movie, but Scream started a trend that's annoying, and that's the self-aware horror movies yeah. that are poking fun at themselves. This one kind of does that too, and I like this movie, but it start it puts some things in motion that I don't like with Unstoppable Jason and uh, what Six suffers from for me is just some of the corniness is too much. I hate the paintball stuff. And they added that in just to add more kills because there wasn't enough kills. And I like the main storyline of Six, but but I hate how hokey all the extra stuff is. But I I like Tommy, uh, Tommy's portrayal in this a lot. It's a fun movie. It gets number six for me. And between my number five and my number six, they were close. But what edges it out is like, I love it, but there's a lot in this movie that just I get a little bored watching it. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's that's the issue. And I get bored particularly during, like, the paintball stuff. And, you know, I'm trying to remember what else. But there, there's some stuff I – there's some stuff in it I, I absolutely love too. I love the RV kills. I love the uh, – I think you do have some likable characters in this one again. They're more um, developed than they've been for the last couple movies, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like Tommy's fun. Uh, his that his spunky counterpart. She's fun. Um, it's got it's got fun character. And you have the kids. That's I uh, forgot to mention that this, this is the, the first, first one, one that actually has kids at the camp. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it, six is great. And he he like. A bunch of these kids, if I remember right, they see him and he doesn't mess with them because they're kids, and he he really only sticks to killing like the. It makes you wonder. You're like, right? are they gonna kill kid? You know, it. I yeah. just I remember a couple it, times where like, the kids see him and he just goes about his business, basically, right? I'm trying to remember how that plays out. I know they 
the kids are okay. They don't. They, yeah. He doesn't yeah, kill the kids. Are. But I can't remember exactly how that plays out. It's, it's been a while since I've watched six. I but, watched yeah. it like two weeks ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, there's. He comes into the room at one point. It's like I a think. whole bunch of kids, right? Yeah, yeah and doesn't doesn't actually do anything, but does leave behind a machete at one point, and like the girl. The girl finds it and takes it to the counselor, the one with the red hair. Um, yeah. So six is another one that I set my VCR to record. And the first time my sister and I watched it, we were watching it in my bedroom. I would have been probably 12, 13. And my dad was watering some plants outside my window. And it was nighttime. And my dad was bald, still is. And we were watching this movie and all of a sudden we see a bald head go across the top of my <laughs> entertainment center that was in front of my window. It scared me to death. It was just my dad watering plants. But I will always have that fond memory of watching part six for the first time. That's great. Okay. So we love six. And then there's seven. Oh, yeah. All right. The only thing I, the, obviously, the only thing I can even remember from Seven is the sleeping bag. <laughs> and I, that, that sleeping bag is a good kill. That just, for whatever reason, has always stuck in my head as absurd and hilarious and just wild and. So yeah, yeah quick little introduction. Maybe I, I wish I had been doing this all along. Just a quick little summary of the movie. But the the gist of Seven is uh, they wanted to do Freddy versus Jason clear back then. You know, that was really hard to make happen. They ended up kind of doing a version of Carrie versus Jason. But this character they come up with, her is name's it, Tina. Is she's this like the one a, where Jason's, like, possessing people's bodies? No. no. I didn't think so. This, is, this is the girl. She's, like, a telekinetic. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. I almost don't even think this as, <laughs> as a Jason movie. All right. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, but it's where you're sleeping back. So I think this movie is a hot mess. It's not... <laughs> Uh, it's not good. I don't, I don't really care for it. Um, it's the first time I saw it, it was down there with five. They were like the absolute bottom for me. I've rewatched it. I can find things I like about it now. It has moments. We're going to talk about, uh, Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder plays Jason in part seven and then goes on to play him in part eight, nine, and 10. And Kane Hodder's widely beloved. Well, by, he is the best Jason. By just Friday ask Kane Hodder. Thirteenth, <laughs> exactly. And I'll say this about Kane Hodder: he loves being Jason. He loves. He's proud to have been part of the movie, and I think that's cool. But Kane Hodder was not in a good Jason movie, and I hate the way he plays Jason. Hate it. And I know uh, Jeremy and I. We've already talked about this many times, but people love him. And Kane Hodder is who introduced the heavy breathing Jason. Uh, he puts way too much into him. Uh, and he's not the right build for Jason. His stature doesn't fit the character that we've known this whole time. Yep. So you have that. And then uh, the movie does have some good kills. And it, you know, the director claims it really got destroyed by the censorships but if you had like the most gory coolest uncensored kills it's still not a good movie doesn't make up for poor screenplay 
yeah. in poor direction. So I don't, I don't really have much good to say about it. I think the biggest problem with seven, other than, well, there's so many problems. It, it gets the but number 10 spot for me. Really? Yeah. I think the characters in seven might be the most unlikable from any of the Friday the 13th movies. They're just not developed. It's just, it's bodies. It's bodies to be there to kill. And I, I don't like that. It, it loses all the charm and the fun when it's just, let's find a reason to cheer for the bad guy. So I agree with you on everything else. I, I ranked it as number eight. Oh, wow. It's surprisingly high for me because I looked at what's below it and I think the series still has Lower. a long way to plunge. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. But this and yet was, we this talk was the about beginning this. of the, the true end. We talk me. about this being the greatest horror franchise, and I still believe that. And I will say these movies, they, they fall within this um, containment of, I'm comparing them against themselves, like yeah. against their counterparts. So, like, I would rather watch Friday the 13th Part 7 than, say, like, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6, right? Like, Or so, Halloween 5. Yeah, or... so, I'm, so we're... I'm saying I'm calling it garbage in the world of Friday the 13th, but yet I still like this movie, if that makes any sense. You get the sleeping bag kill. You still get Jason. I mean, Jason's just fun, man. This movie also has way too much maskless Jason. Yes. And it, it looks dumb. Yeah. But again, gets worse. <laughs> I guess. It, it does get way worse. Yep. All right. Should we go on? Yeah, let's move on. So you got, I forgot, I was going to be writing yours down. Oh, well. I've got a list that we can review. We're on now number eight. Number eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Or does he? <laughs> All right, number eight. Who who went, I went first, so you, you go ahead. Uh, I like the main characters in eight, which is better than part seven for me. That's not enough for me to love Part Eight, though. This is the other guitar movie. This is the other quick. guitar one okay. that I remember. The yeah, yeah. guitar the girl and flying the... V girl. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember being a kid and seeing trailers for this or teasers or whatever, and I thought the premise was going to be so cool. And when I finally saw the movie, I just went, "Meh." The opening on the houseboat, I think, is pretty good. Pretty scary. It scared me quite a bit the first time I actually saw the movie. But from there, it just went downhill. They play around with retconning things, I guess. When they show Jason as a child again in the water, things are different. Uh, I hate the look of Jason in this movie. Kane Hodder. This is the movie where I went, oh, Kane Hodder. Oh, Kane Hodder. Just too much. Took it too far. There are some decent kills in this movie. Um... I do like the moment where he's walking through Times Square. That's fun. But overall, I really... Is, it, is that where the guys come up and try to mug him and he just, like, lifts up his mask and then they turn yeah. around and run? Yeah, they get scared <laughs> and run away. Um, but, again, I think the series still gets worse, so I've got it at number nine. Okay. Uh, I think this was a great idea and wretched execution. I would. I love the idea of Jason Takes Manhattan. So they, uh, they suffered from budget problems. It, it wasn't, they weren't able to be in New York hardly at all. So it's more, 
it would be more appropriately named Jason Takes a Cruise Ship. I hate how they... Um, I So I love the idea of Jason going to Manhattan. I think that he sails there on a ship from Crystal Lake is idiotic. Why couldn't he just hop on, like, a truck or something? You know, like... Mm-hmm. I, that would have been fine. He could have ended. He could have hopped on a, in a. They could have found some way to transport him, that made sense. And then, um, I like the shot in Times Square. I always think this movie's better than it was. Like when I first was looking back over, like this one has gone down over the years for me. I remember and, being shocked at how high you had it the first time we ranked these. Yeah, it, for a long time, my memory of it was what I thought it should have been and not what it actually was. I I like the final girl. I like some of the characters. I hate the stupid subplots of, like, the creepy uncle and the, yeah. the, the captain of the ship and his son, like, and their little weird drama. The son doesn't want to <laughs> take the reins of being a sea captain. I just, I'm like, what is this movie? The biggest thing it suffers from for me is that it's freaking boring. I find this it movie is. boring, and it is the one movie that I really can't get through again. I don't have it ranked last, yet I think I could watch the last place one easier than I could watch this one because this one is just so boring. This one is number 11 for me. Wow, okay. Yeah. Bringing us to number nine. Jason Goes to Hell. Boy, I wanted to see this movie. Me too. Jason Goes to Hell gets my number 12 ranking. Really? Yep. I think this is the worst movie. And as bad as I just went off on eight, Jason Goes to Hell is so off the rails that it's almost more watchable than eight because it's awful, but it's it moves. Whereas eight just doesn't move this is your body swapping one parker yeah this is the body swapping one so now we have jason's soul or essence or whatever moves from body to body i'm with you it's just a hot garbage i i I can't remember a single thing other than the premise of it so the original uh creator of friday the 13th came back for this one and the way i see it is he want he's like he didn't want anything to do with friday the 13th but it's a cash cow so he's like all right i want back in but he says, allegedly, he said, but get rid of that damn hockey mask. And I think that is just the most arrogant decision um, because this whole thing is built on that hockey mask. And it's the beloved iconic symbol of this franchise. And the guy who um, did the Mrs. Voorhees movie, which my favorite movie, uh, hates it. it. I don't like movies being made by people that hate them. And so it just destroys, so it, it just, it's such a hot mess. It, it goes into weird mythology. Let's try to give Jason more origin story. Awful characters, awful uh, setting. Has some fun moments. And is so off the rails that it's almost watchable for me. Like, I think I'd probably rather watch it than Jason Takes Manhattan because... This one's like watching a train wreck, and Jason Manhattan takes Manhattan is like watching paint dry. <laughs> so, but yeah, this is this to me is the worst movie. What what are your thoughts? I don't hate it as much as you. I put it as my number ten. Okay. 
Um, I think it's probably one of the worst directed of the series. A lot of the acting is really, really bad. But then you have things like Creighton Duke, uh, Stephen Williams, I think is the actor's name, just having the time of his life, turning that character into something fun. It's got some fun, gross death scenes. Uh, I liked that they brought it back to Camp Crystal Lake for a hot second at the beginning. Overall, my biggest issue with it, it's not a Friday the 13th movie. It just does not feel like a Friday the 13th movie. That's my biggest complaint against it. But I would pick 8 over that one purely because 8 is still at least a Friday the 13th movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would Agreed. not... I would much rather still watch Jason Goes to Hell than my number 11 or 12. So. Hmm. Well, also... I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what those are, but... Also, as a kid who loved Silver Spoons, I had the most massive crush on Aaron Gray... And I had not seen her since Silver Spoons. So to have her suddenly pop up as Jason's long lost sister, that was fun. I love some Aaron Gray. Yeah, that's all right. This is, I don't think we need to talk anymore about this one. Nope. All right. That brings us to number 10, Jason X. I'll let you start this one. This is the first one I saw in a theater. And I had a blast. It was so fun. I went and saw it opening day with a bunch of theater friends, which I think is the perfect crowd to go see Jason X with. Um, and I remember, too, that we were really excited because the trailer for Halloween Resurrection was released with Jason <laughs> X. Oh, gosh. Uh, I had so much fun seeing it in the theater. And... It was such a great experience that it clouded my perception of Jason X. So when I watched it again, when it came out on DVD, I was horrified. If you had told me it was a sci-fi original movie at the time, I would have believed it. <laughs> the production values are so terrible. The look of everything is terrible. The acting is wretched. The writing is bad. Everything about this movie is bad to me. It's just bad, bad, bad. Uh, Uber Jason, that was like, oh, laws. Can we even make Kane Hodder more unbearable? Yeah, let's make him half robot. Uh, I rank this as number 11. I hated it. I hate, hate, hate it. Okay. I'm, there's not much I can argue with on this to what you just said. It's awful. The first time I went through them all, I probably had it ranked... A little too high. Then uh, the next time I saw it, it went straight to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's bounced back up for me a little bit. It takes a certain mood, but I kind of watch it with um, the eye of someone watching a sci-fi sci movie in the early 2000s. Doesn't feel like a Friday the 13th movie. Mm -mm. It's it's um, it, all those things you said, terribly acted. So... What I'll tell you, there's things about it I like, though. I, for what it is, I can enjoy the setting. Like, I think huh. it's silly, but I'm like, we're so off the rails after Jason goes to hell. It's like, what's next? <laughs> oh, space. Okay. But it's a fun space movie is kind of how I look at it. I think it has some fun kills. 
So that helps. Uh, the character, de the characters are developed. I wouldn't say they're likable or they're not acted well, but they're they're established. Uh, I think Uber Jason is so stupid. Oh. I hate the the robotic android counterpart to him. Um, what this movie has one of the funniest scenes of any Jason movie, though, to me. I, I will give it that. Love. There's a moment in this movie where they have this simulation. This takes place way in the future. They're in space. There's a simulation room or something. So Jason goes into the simulation, and they turn it. So Jason thinks he's at Camp Crystal Lake, and you have these two girls, and they're like, hey, let's smoke pot and have premarital sex, and that gets Jason, you know, and he's trying to kill him, but they're, like, <laughs> computer animated, and it's it's freaking hilarious, man. I, I just thought that part was so funny. And I watched that movie just to get to that part, like... I think it's better than uh, Jason Goes to Hell. I'm not saying it's good. And it takes a certain mood. But I can really enjoy Jason X in the right mood. I don't think I can enjoy Jason Goes to Hell. Huh. And I have Jason X at number nine. Wow. So, and we've talked about all the, so underneath it, I'd rather watch Jason X than part seven. The Tina one, uh, site telekinetic. I'd rather watch it than Manhattan just because I can't get through Manhattan. And I'd rather watch it than Jason Goes to Hell. So it surprisingly makes it to number nine for me. Wow. But this is the bottom of the barrel. This is a long ways from part two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How many is that? We've got two more. Two more. That was ten. Sorry, as I really have to go. Oh, that's okay. I gotta be yeah. somewhere at five thirty. Thanks for Go. joining us. I'm Parker. sorry. Oh, I knew you were going to duck out before okay. we were done. All right. We'll just keep it rolling then? Yeah. All right. Sorry, guys. We can talk about Parker now. Yeah. They deserve it. So we just lost Parker. Yep. All right. Part 11. Freddy versus Jason. I love this movie. Me too. It goes in number five for me. It barely... It, it goes above six because... Uh, I So, I think that if I was putting these movies in, like, tiers, there's the one and two tier. Yep. There's the three and four tier. And then there's the FVJ and six tier. They're they're pretty close. I give this one the edge because most of the time I'd rather watch this one. I think it's good. I, it's not perfect. It's got its flaws. But I think overall they did a pretty good job at... Um, making it a good movie for Jason fans and a good movie for Nightmare fans. Um, I like I, I like the characters. They're not, like, as lovable as other characters, but I, I like them. And I don't like the water thing, <laughs> uh, where they make Jason afraid of the water. I think that gets kind of cheesy. Well, and it goes against, yeah. what, like right. ten other movies at this point? That That whole little issue, too. Yeah, so, but but casting that aside, I actually think this movie is really really fun, and it really is about. I mean, it's it kind of feels like a Jason movie at times, and it kind of feels like a Freddy movie at times, and it it kind of walks the line between. I love the cornfield scene. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a really fun movie, and when you watch all these movies multiple times. 
some are like get more rewatchable than others. This one's definitely rewatchable for me. I like it. So. Yeah, I don't have much to disagree on this one. I I don't I don't agree that it feels like Friday the Thirteenth at points. I think it doesn't really feel like Friday the Thirteenth ever to me at all. But it's closer to a Friday the Thirteenth for sure than Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X. And I did appreciate that coming off of those two. It, it felt like it was a little bit of a return to form. Uh, the water and fire thing was ridiculous to me because we've seen both of these characters in water and we've seen both, or I mean, we've seen Jason in water and we've seen Freddy in fire and they're, they haven't had problems with that. Oh, that's right. Freddy's got an issue with fire, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't like that aspect. I think some of the acting's a little corny. But overall, I did like the characters. I think it's got some great kills. And I had read some of the other scripts that they had come up with for Freddy versus Jason, trying to get it made. And I was so thrilled with this that, that it could have been so much worse. <laughs> overall, my biggest complaint with it would be it feels like a time capsule of the early 2000s. It does not feel as timeless, even though all the other ones, well, most of the other ones are in the 80s and they're very 80s looking. They feel more timeless to me. And this one does not feel as timeless. But overall, I really like it. So I ranked it at number six. Uh, so our five and six are just split backwards. Yeah. And it was it was back and forth for me. But overall, I decided I I do like six more than Freddy versus Jason. That's fair. I, on On some days, I might too. A lot of that's like a mood thing. Yeah. Now, I know this is the one we disagree most about. The last one, number 12, is not really number 12. It is a reboot. And I'm, you know what? Go ahead and just, who went first last? Did I? I did. So, yeah. I'll just let you open fire on this movie. I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. There is not one redeeming quality to the reboot. Everything about it is crap, crap crap. I <laughs> saw it for the first time and I turned it off halfway through. I couldn't do it. And then years later I decided maybe I was unfair and I tried it again and I was not enjoying it, but I made myself stick it out to the end and I regretted it. I do not consider it a Friday the 13th movie. I will never attempt to watch it again. I did not like any of the characters. I hated what they did with the mythology. I hated everything about it. It is my number 12 out of 12. If what, I could put what, 10 other movies in above it, I would. What'd they do with the mythology that you don't like? I guess it's not mythology. The, like the backstory, like they, they crammed four movies into one. Four of the original movies into one. That's the, the mythology was the wrong word. I get you. But I, I hated it. I just hated it. And then completely changing the character of Jason I did not like. I do like the actor that played Jason. I w if I could take him, Derek Mears, is that his Derek name? Derek Mears, yeah. If I could take him and replace Kane Hodder in <laughs> all of Kane Hodder's oh, for movies, sure. I think that would elevate the quality of the other movies, but he was not enough to save this movie for me. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's not my favorite, <laughs> but... I completely disagree with you on that there's nothing likable about it. I don't 
how do you feel that Jason's changed in this one? Because I, I didn't know you felt that way. I don't. They make feel him like an animal. An animal. Yeah, he like it's he sets got a traps. Part, it's a part two-ish Jason to me. It is, but it's like part two on crack. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of things on crack for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So okay, uh, this movie, as Jeremy said, it, it it squishes the first four movies into one. Um, they obviously weren't going to do a reboot and not do Jason, so they kind of run through a Mrs. Voorhees thing at the beginning. I liked the mix-up of the first three movies. I thought that was kind of a fun way to do it. Uh, I like a lot of the kills, I think, are really good. I love the Jason. I like him more than Kane Hodder and the guy in Freddy vs. Jason. I like him more than Part 6 Jason. I still really like the Jason from Part 2 a lot. But I like... Derek Mears is tall... He's very imposing. So that aspect of it I like. I like that they placed it at the lake. And there were some funny moments that I enjoyed. I thought they did a pretty good mix of humor and violence. The I did see this one in the theater, and it was kind of like you and Jason X. I had a blast watching this in the theater. Uh, my wife was home with her baby. I went out with, like, my friends and it was like hysterical and it was it was really fun i left thinking it was way better than it was my opinion of it's really gone down since then but i still don't have it as low as you what i hate about the movie are the unlikable characters they try so hard to make you hate the character trent that it it actually kind of makes the movie uh, like it kind of Anytime he's on screen, it's not like, oh, he's such a jerk, it's fun, can't wait till he gets killed. It's like, I don't want to watch this guy. But I, I like, uh, the. there's a girl, the, the girl who really isn't the final girl, but is the survivor, I think, is the guy's sister. Uh, so they take, yeah, like, yeah. the plot from 4, where he's looking for his, but in this movie, she was kind of the Ginny character in that she fools Jason into him thinking... She's his mom. At least enough he's confused. He keeps her alive. I liked her. And uh, what is there to say about it? It's not great. I, I don't want to make it sound... I, I feel like really defensive of it when Jeremy talks about it. But honestly, <laughs> it's not It's not a great movie. But for me, it lands solidly in the middle. It's at number seven. Hmm. Um, because I I would say I'd rather watch it than... Part 5, Jason X, Part 7, Part 8, Jason Goes to Hell. I think I'd rather watch the reboot. But the reboot is is the cutoff point for me. There's like the, the that third tier that's Freddy vs. Jason in Part 6. It's a huge drop-off from there to the reboot. And so, like, I rewatch the first six on my list quite a bit. More, more often the first, like, four I watch a lot. I don't watch the reboot. I've seen the reboot maybe three times. So it's not like I watch all these movies over and over again, but that's where it that's where it changes for me. So this is the only one that you've seen more than me? Yeah. With good reason. So 
uh, real quick, now uh, we can maybe talk about this going forward. Because I tell you, if they were going to start making movies again, I wouldn't want them to build off the reboot. No, 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 no. <laughs> We've talked about a few ideas. My, if I could do let have them do anything, I would want Amy Steele to come back and they do like a Halloween where they they kill every sequel after two and pick it up with Ginny 40 years later. I would like to see them do it that with Tommy and Corey Feldman. I'm okay. I, as much as I love six, I don't care if they get rid of five and six and, and start over with Tommy. And I also wouldn't mind if they just started making like standalone Crystal Lake movies with Jason too. I would hope they're better than the reboot. I like the reboot, but I would hope they're better. But overall, I just, I find Ginny so adorable. <laughs> she's just, she's the best. I'd love to see her come back. But you floated a, a fun idea earlier that I had, hadn't really thought of before. But what would you do if you could do anything? If you could control, take control of this franchise, what would you do? Well, I would not erase as much as you. I would, I wouldn't go all the way back to two. I would go back to four. So I would race starting at five for sure, because especially the ones, once it switched hands to new line, which would be Jason goes to hell, Jason X and. Oh yeah. Those, yeah, those I would got to go. Yeah. They got to go, but I would take it. I would take it back after four. Uh, even though I love six and I love what Tommy did in six. It's like, I loved Halloween too. I loved Halloween H2O, but I'm okay with what they did with Halloween 2018 with Laurie Strode. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would go back to ask for the end of part four, but I wouldn't want to just resume Tommy's story. I would want to find out what happened to Tommy and I would want to find out what happened to Ginny. And because it's in between, I would want to find out what happened to Chris from part three. Well, that's a fun idea. Yeah. Like bring them all back together. Alice is dead, but you have Ginny, Tommy and Chris, Chris from part three. And then we don't know for sure if Trish survived at the end of part four, Tommy's if that sister. was a, a dream or not. So she could possibly be in the mix too. I love that. I, I would be on board for that. So I would, I would like to see something where brings them back and maybe they unite to defeat Jason again or something, but yeah, I think that'd be great. Kind of the way Halloween kills spoiler. It's not really though. Cause it's in trailers and things brings back pretty much every surviving character <laughs> from the first movie. Wow, I couldn't believe some of the people they got back. Yeah. And I think that would be fun if they, all these people that had survived Jason. But I'd be on board with that too if it went further. I mean, I don't really want to see Tina again. But if they went and considered all the originals canon still and brought them all back, that would still be fun for me. I'd be okay with that too. I, I wouldn't. I mean, there's nothing left. For, there's, I mean, Jason X takes place way in the future, so it really yeah. doesn't matter if they canonize it or not. But I, I would like to get rid of the Jason Goes to Hell stuff. And and then if you included all everything up to eight, it's like you just kind of have to ignore the timeline issues. But oh yeah, but I don't really care about that honestly. But I, I, I mean, Friday the Thirteenth was built out of them copycatting Halloween. I wouldn't care if they did it again and said, yeah. you know, these new Halloween sequels, 
are pretty cool. And maybe we should do that. I'd be like, yeah, do it. I would be completely on board. And I, I'm sure that those thoughts have been going through people's heads, but we've got a giant Victor Miller-sized obstacle in the way. Although last I heard, he won the lawsuit. Yeah, so the reason there's been no Friday the 13th movie since 2009 is because the rights are contested between original people involved. So, But I just barely recently like watched... And you've seen it, but that Crystal Lake documentary mm-hmm. where they go through each movie, and they all, all these final girls said they'd love to come back. Let's uh, take them up on it. Yeah, so bring them back, especially Amy Steele. <laughs> um, but Chris said she would. Uh, I Chris, love Chris. Chris, the girl from Three. Can't think of her name. Um. But a lot Steel? of these, a lot of these people have no, like they're not really me. actors anymore. Dana right? Kimmel, Dana Kimmel, Dana Kimmel. Yeah, is she still? I mean, I don't think she's really an actress anymore. Is she? I know Amy still isn't. I don't think so. But I don't care. Bring them back. Yeah, I mean, they brought Kyle Richards back for Halloween Kills, and she certainly was not acting anymore. Although I guess maybe the Real Housewives shows are pretty fictional, right? <laughs> That's Lindsay. Yeah. But maybe next year we we can do this with Halloween. Let's do it. And yeah, having said all that, the Fridays they're all fun in some way. Okay, well, that's that. Hey.